This week's episode of Trek Geeks is brought to you by Fansets, the place for amazing pin collectibles. You know, they have close to 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins to choose from, with new pins coming out every month. See all the pins and collectibles they have to offer at fansets.com, and stay tuned for this week's special Trek Geeks discount code. Fansets. We are Star Trek. We are the Borg, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. You will listen. Resistance is futile. You must comply. the special Podfleet Command warp-capable shuttle. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Trek Geeks. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. We are excited to be here with you today. Um, why are we in a warp-capable shuttle, perhaps? Well, one of us is on our way to the Florida sector, and more about that very shortly. But uh, we have a great topic on tap for you today. It's, uh, it's actually a different kind of discussion which we're going to talk about. And of course, by we, I, I do mean my co-host and I. Uh, it is a small world after all. And uh, he's headed to the happiest place on earth, um, which is really kind of ironic because the happiest place on earth is going to be our little town in New Hampshire because he won't be here. He's the largely traveling Dan Davidson. And Dan, uh, are you ready for vacation? Uh, you, you think? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. This is one of, you know, every time we go on vacation, I'm very excited to get down to Disney. But this trip, I'm just like, I'm just like going nuts. I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an annual trip for you. You have such a great time when you go to Disney. Mm. You get so excited. I mean, I've never seen a human male get excited <laughs> by Disney the way you do. Uh, to the point where I'm pretty sure you're a 12-year-old kid inside there. I will be a 12-year-old kid for the rest of my life inside, Bill. I think we both know that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fun. We have a great time. And and because of the excitement of Disney, with we, with, we go down uh, at least once a year, every year, um, we decided we were going to have a little fun uh, with this week's episode, as I will be actually down in Disney when this episode drops. So um, as we teased about uh, last week, uh, we decided that we were going to have a fun discussion about Star Trek theme parks. <laughs> it's a shame you're not excited by this discussion at all. Um, so yeah, so a, a slight note: we we wound up preempting this episode for a week because um, the universe offer, offered us the opportunity to speak to Mary Chifo from Star Trek Discovery, and uh, we thought that was just such a great opportunity that uh, that we bumped this back a week in the schedule to bring you Mary Chifo last week. We hope you all enjoyed that interview, and uh, and so instead we bring you the theme park discussion this week, which we're very very excited about. Dan, what does that excitement sound like? <laughs> But I got to say, um, <laughs> when the chancellor of the Klingon Empire 
calls, you pick up the phone. And that's what you said last week. And I just wanted to make sure that people heard that because that was a great phrase, my friend. I actually wrote that down when you said it because it was pretty awesome. But I'm going to so not only did you take my line and use it on the podcast, then you got more Disney excitement in. I gave you the chance. Why am I, why am I here? <laughs> I don't really have any clue. Why am I? <laughs> okay, then. So uh, uh, since, uh, since you're here and you're running the show, why don't you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you? <laughs> <laughs> I would be happy to do that. It is so easy to get in touch with either Bill or myself. Just head right on over to trekgeeks.com slash contact, and you will find a variety of ways to get in touch with us. You can leave us a voicemail. You can Skype chat us. You can fill out the contact form and type us out a personalized message, or you can even click on that big blue button on the right side of the website and leave us a message with your very own mellifluous voice using SpeakPipe. And don't forget the place to be on Facebook these days is the official Trek Geeks Facebook group, Camp Kittimer. Bring your Trek talk, your Trek picks, and your Trek love over to the site and join over 1,400 other friends to talk all things Trek. It is the place on social media where the Trek talk is always positive with no bashing or gatekeeping allowed. Plus, if there are new announcements about the Trek Geeks podcast network, you're going to find it first on Camp Kittimer before anyone else in the quadrant. To join the group, head on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer and be ready to be part of a truly wonderful social experience. And as always, thank you to our wonderful admins, Haley, Jackie, and Dan for the amazing job they do running the camp. And uh, Bill, please remember that uh, it's very important that we get this part across, even though you're really not part of the podcast anymore. Any comments or messages that you leave us in any of these places may be used in a future episode. Back to me. No. <laughs> And it's time for the news from treknews.net. <laughs> Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> for all the news on all the Star Treks, yo. <laughs> it's treknews.net. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, wow. You heard something? Yeah, I'll take it in. <laughs> Online at treknews.net. Dan, um, if you're you're pain-free at this point, um, you might look at the calendar and know that coming up on May 13, we will be headed to a local movie theater to see the Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind. And on top of tr- watching a truly amazing film, <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's funny that the didn't pick that up. Funny sidebar. That's how my mom used to say film. Film. Yeah. Great. On top of watching a truly amazing film, we will not be leaving the theater empty handed, will we? Uh, No, we will not, Bill. Uh, We will have yet another piece of art to hang in our podcast studios. Uh, Treknews.net had an exclusive first look at the artwork appearing on an exclusive double-sided poster, which will be distributed to fans attending the nationwide screenings. So while with the theatrical poster art, it's uh, featured DS9 writer and documentary director Ira Stephen Bear. It's been widely available for the last weeks to view. It's our, it's you get to see him kind of holding the station. Uh, and on the back side of this poster is the original illustration of the USS Emmett Till NCC 2277 that was created by famed designer John Eaves and is one of the starships in the proposed 
season eight of DS9, which we will see in this directory, uh, in this uh, directory, in this um, <laughs> document, documentation, documentation film. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do love that picture of Ira holding the station. But to have this uh, USS Emmett Till represented on the back of the poster is pretty awesome, and I, and I really am looking forward to getting my grubbies on it. It's going to be great. You know, it's kind of interesting because the Emmett Till kind of looks like the USS Baran from Star Trek Discovery. It does, yeah. Uh, of course, both designed by John Eves. That's true too. Um, it, it's just it's a, it's a beautiful looking ship. I really kind of like the look of it. Um, it. It evokes kind of some a little bit of the Enterprise E, which I believe also created by John Eves. Ah. Uh, but it's uh, it's just it's a fantastic looking ship, and I can't wait to uh, to get my. Grubbies, did you call them? I did call it grubbies. I want to say you said evoke. That was pretty good. So could it also be Eve, e Tash, uh, e Ash Tyler? Evoke, folk. Go, go to the next story, please. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna linger here a little bit. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, no. Let's move on. Tukuma. It's best because yeah, Tukuma. <laughs> um Also, Dan, because you're just derailing this whole conversation. There have been rumors about a. Uh, a second animated series, which of course now are true. So it's no longer a rumor. No, it is not a rumor. We brought up these details of the rumor a couple of months ago, and now it has been confirmed that a new animated Star Trek series is coming to Nickelodeon of all places. The series will be written by the Emmy award winning duo, Kevin and Dan Hageman and the new head of the Star Trek franchise, Alex Kurtzman. Uh, the series will follow a group of teenagers who become adventurers after discovering an abandoned Starfleet ship, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Of the writers, Kurtzman said, quote, Star Trek's mission is to inspire generations of dreamers to build a brighter future, end quote. Uh, also, quote, again, Dan and Kevin have crafted a story that honors its exploratory spirit in a way that's never been done before, while the Nickelodeon team blew us away with their excitement at bringing Trek to a younger generation around the world, end quote. And Bill, this is something we've talked about, having this younger generation come into Trek by different ways. I think this one's kind of kind of neat, a group of teenagers finding a starship. It's going to be interesting what they do with it, but uh, I'm, I'm actually more excited about this now than I was when those rumors started circulating. Well, I think that I think they're kind of taking a play out of the Star Wars playbook here, and I think this is a good thing. Mm. You know, Clone Wars uh, was so successful for so long. You know, there was Star Trek animation on TV. I'm sorry, Star Wars animation on TV for some time. And I think that this is just going to engage and inspire a new generation, I think. Um, and if they discover more Trek as a result of it, fantastic. Or right. if they are just fans of this, that's also fantastic. But I look forward to seeing what this does. I'm really kind of excited about it. Yeah, um, I'll be looking forward to getting a trailer because I love trailers and kind of a timeline of when we can expect this to come out. But uh, it'll be pretty exciting. Gonna be, I haven't watched Nickelodeon since the kids were wee little children. So it'll be kind of interesting watching. And finally, Dan, you're a big doo-doo head. Dan, once again, here we are taking time in the show to talk about our wonderfully dear friends at Fansats. You know, we we constantly are telling people, you know, to go on over to their site, take a look at the just amazing array of pins and accessories they have. You know, this past weekend they were at Starfest in Denver and they had just such a fantastic turnout uh, at the end of April. And they thank everyone for their support. If you were not able to attend Starfest Denver and you still want to get your hands on the Starfest exclusive alien pin, they do have a limited supply of that pin on their website, which is, of course, at fansets.com. I love that pin. I might have to order that pin for myself because it was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so here we are, Bill. It's the early part of May. And yeah, that means new Star Trek pins. 
And this month, uh, it's now available. The first pin is available for you. Head on over to Fansets to see the wonderful K7 space station in all its majestic glory. And like Cyrano Jones, you know it's a great pin because, Bill, because Fansets is not dangerous. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's not all. On May 15th, you can add everyone's favorite genetically engineered doctor, Julian Bashir, to your collection. Both pins will be, of course, available to purchase at fansets.com. And as always, as a special bonus to Truck Geeks listeners, if you'd like to receive 15% off your entire order at fansets.com this week, simply enter the code word Laurel at checkout. That's all capitals, no spaces, and no punctuation. L-R-E-L-L. This bonus code is still in place and will be so until Sunday, May 12th, 2019 at midnight Eastern Daylight Time. Fansets. We are Star Trek and we thank our friends at Fansets for sponsoring this week's episode. So, Dan. Bill. This week, we're going to bring people a slightly different conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I talk Star Trek all the time, but uh, but this time we are doing it in a car <laughs> on our way to work. Yeah. And this is actually, a, in a way, it's a bit of a preview of, of some stuff that we do um, in a different venue. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, we have our, our Patreon now, um, which we are very happy uh, of the response that we've we've been getting. And one of the things that we like to do over on Patreon is something we call the carpool conversation. That was something that Bill came up with and it's awesome. Um, And what we do when we commute together is we'll, uh, we'll put uh, our video recorder on and we'll just pick a topic and we'll talk Trek for the entire commute um, to work. It's a lot of fun. We've had some great conversations and as Disney is big on my mind uh, these past few weeks as i'm actually there right now as you're listening to this probably if you're listening to it right away after the drop um we decided to have some little fun and i said to bill i said bill i want you to pretend that you have all the money in the world to build a theme park of just star trek what would you want to see in that park and i thought the conversation was really cool so we thought we'd bring it to our trek geeks listeners to kind of give them an idea of what you can get as a patreon subscriber well, and it's just, it's, it's a fun discussion. I mean, who doesn't love to have fun at theme parks? Right. Uh, what some form or another, and if you had your way, what would you put in it? So, um, feel free to hit us up with, with what your ideas are on, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or, or Camp Kittimer, if you're there, or it's a great opportunity to join Camp Kittimer and talk about this particular topic. But, uh, just a, a quick housekeeping note, as you listen to the audio, you are going to hear sleet hitting a windshield <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, there was some winter weather that day. And of course it is a car. So you will hear some, you know, some ambient car noise. So, uh, fret not. It's not because, uh, our microphones have been, uh, dropped on the floor or anything. It's because we truly recorded this live in the car with no notes, just sort of talking. So it's a conversation we hope you enjoy. We hope uh, that, uh, that maybe it gets your creative juices flowing. And, um, well, I guess, do you want to build a theme park? I see what you did there. That's awesome. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Carpool Conversations number whatever it is, as I adjust the frame of the camera there. We're on our way to work. Yeah, uh, uh, Morning, buddy. Hey. How are you? Good, how you doing? Fantastic. That was fun last night. We recorded last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for clarifying that. That's... Well, anything else fun 
with you just doesn't make any sense. That was the dumbest thing you've ever said. I've got some dumb things I've said, too. You clearly have not had enough coffee. I have not. I've got some right here, though. Let me have a sip while you tell everybody hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Oh, that's good. Brown sugar crumble donut iced coffee, people. I made it last night. I wish, you know, I totally forgotten about that flavor, but uh, let me check traffic for you. Thank you. Go. Go. Going. Woohoo! Do it. Do it. Right. Do it. So, another conversation. Yeah, so you, I think you're picking the topic this time? I am picking the topic. As everybody who listens to the show knows, Sue and I and my family love Disney. We're going in just a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're heading down there. going to be fun. The temperature is going to be 90 degrees every day. I've already checked the long range forecast. So we're very excited. So I hope I was, it snows. Thank you. So I, it, what's funny is if it's like 70 degrees down there, the people who work there are wearing like winter jackets and stuff. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Uh, we were there one year in January and it was like 60. and We were in shorts and t-shirts and people had hats and mittens on and stuff. It was pretty funny. Anyway, so I got to thinking. I know that there's a park supposedly somewhere in Europe, but let's pretend that's, that, that's not around. Let's say that... CBS allowed a company to build a Star Trek themed amusement park. What would the rides be? Go. Oh, this is hard because I'm not a I'm not a huge ride person. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be ride. Just the park itself. Let's talk about the entire park, not just the rides, but the park itself. I got a couple of ideas brewing in my. Well, head. why don't you fire one off? And well, b- right. before you do that, I want to say for those of you listening to the audio only portion, there is sleet currently hitting the windshield. So yeah. if you hear what sounds like. Weird background noise, that's what you're hearing. Right. Hi, doggy. Hi, doggy. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Okay, so one of the things in Vegas last year that Michelle Speck and her friend Jean and I tried to do one day was go over to one of the other hotels because they have a Star Wars virtual reality thing where you like put this big backpack on and you have the goggles and everything and it's a, you're, you're in Star Wars the Star Wars universe and you're actually doing something. It's not just a ride where you're watching stuff in front of you. You're actually doing things and interacting with with stuff on your on your visor and, and talking to people on your team. Oh wow. And we didn't get to do it. It was actually we there were spaces available when we when we looked it up online and then when we went it was sold out already for the afternoon so we didn't get to go. That is the first thing that I would love to see at a Star Trek theme park because I don't know if you remember back in the day, the game Voyager Elite Force. Oh, I played both versions of that. Love that game. It's yeah. basically kind of like a, it's kind of like a first person shooter, Call of Duty type thing, um, but it took place uh, on Voyager or in the Voyager time frame. It was on, yeah, mostly on Voyager. And it was fantastic. It was great. You had different types of phasers and different types of aliens and it was really well done. And I really wish that I could get it to, to play on a modern PC because I would play it again, but but it, it just doesn't work on newer PCs anymore. So that's the first thing that I would have. I would have some kind of a virtual reality event Star Trek Elite Voyager theme. That would be my first thing. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. When I used to play that game, I would get to the same point in the game every time, <laughs> and my computer would blue screen. Oh, okay. It was always when uh, you get to the, the Borgified you assimilate. ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're deep in the game, not the, the first level where it's like a training mission. Yeah. And uh, my computer would blue screen the same level every time. So I'd have to start the game over <laughs> and then play up to that point and blue screen. And it was, it was like the worst cause and effect ever. Did you ever play the multiplayer? No, I never. I tried. I never really got into multiplayer. I'm yeah. not a big online gamer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yet we digress. Yes, we do. Yeah. So in the 80s, mm-hmm. at uh, I think it was at Universal, mm-hmm. there was a, um, a Star Trek. 
sort of bridge experience where they insert you into a mini movie. I was in it. You were? Uh-huh. What? Yep. I was How's out, this just coming to life? I was in California visiting my brother one year back in the day, and we went to Universal, and we were going to go watch this thing, and somebody came out and said, okay, casting, casting, and my brother's like, hey, 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 take him, take him, take him, and they picked me, and I was the Klingon captain. What? Yeah, I got the VCR, the VC, VHS tape somewhere. Of course, we can't. I don't know what we're gonna play it on, but yeah, the planet set was broken, so they had to like just fill in me doing different things over and over again. But yeah, I get to, I get the gear, I get the headgear, I get to sit in the chair, everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, I, did. I so, hate you. So basically, you want that? Okay, if you want well, that. Well, no, I yeah. want I want some version of that, maybe updated. Yeah. That, oh yeah. You know. Um, one of the great things about Las Vegas was they had the, uh, the 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 recreation of the Enterprise D there, and that was fantastic. The sort of motion ride, like Star Tours, yes. which I would love to see a new version yep. of, perhaps for Discovery, yep. or even for one of the Kelvin Timeline movies, I think would be fantastic. But I would want to see some sort of interactive you know, thing where people get plucked out of the crowd and get inserted into an episode-type deal. Because I think that's just fun. Yes. And then you get a great souvenir to take home. Which some people got, and, uh, and I'll tell you what—it's—it's, it's, you know, I know for me and probably for all Star Trek fans, you want to be in a Star Trek episode someday. You want to—you want to be part of that experience, and you really get to be part of that experience. They've got cameras on the on the dollies, and it's really professional, or it was because it's not there anymore. But uh, it, and you have a director and telling you what your lines are, and action and cut. People are watching, and, and then they all put it together. When you get, go get changed into your regular clothes again, you go sit in the audience, and you get to watch yourself on the Star Trek episode. Oh, and well, they, they show it, like, right there? They show it right there, and they intermix Kirk and Spock from scenes from, like, Star Trek Two and stuff into it. So, oh, yeah, it was great. I can even tell you the star date, the, the, the captain's log at the very beginning. I was, I memorized it. I know it by heart still to this day. What is it? It's a, we're on route to Akamol 7. What's the name of the planet? Akamol 7. Akamol 7. Wow, hashtag yeah. Akamol 7. Um, wow, that's totally instantifying. That's awesome. Uh, that, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so that's a great idea. I like that because that would take up a good chunk of the park because it would be kind of like an auditorium, I would think. And you're going to have wardrobe in the back and you're going to have different sets that you're going to have to bring out onto the stage and stuff like that. So, Well, so, no, no more room than like the uh, the Indiana Jones yeah, show at yeah, uh, exactly. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, which you know. turns 30 years old the day we arrive at Disney. I heard they were shutting it down. Is that true? Hollywood Studios? No, they're not no, no it the Indiana Jones thing. Um, I've heard rumors of that, but they have shut down other things first. So um, that has not that has not okay, gone cool. the way of Super Off. Will be very disappointed when that gets shut down. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, she'll never see this. So. She never will see yeah. this. But I'll tell her that I said hi to her on the on the, on the Patreoners video. Anyway, so your turn, Tommy. Yes. So roller coasters, baby. Gotta have a roller coaster, and of course, you gotta have an Enterprise-themed roller coaster. I'm thinking the original series because the original series Enterprise is the one that started it all. We could maybe throw in the Discovery Enterprise if we wanted to to have a little bit more special effects. But you're gonna shoot out of Starfleet headquarters or the Star Starbase, I should say, or, or Space Dock. Space Dock. You want Space Dock would probably work good. Shoot right out of there, zero to sixty, a la the um, rock and roller coaster ride at, at Hollywood Studios. Shoot right out of there. You're gonna do loops. You're gonna go up. You're gonna go down, sideways, 
all kinds of things. You're going to actually enter a wormhole section at one point where the entire coaster is kind of like encased in a tunnel. There's going to be lights and there's going to, and it could be the wormhole from TMP or it could be the Bajoran wormhole. It doesn't matter, but just a wormhole with weird special effects and, and lights and everything. There's going to be a, a point that something is going to happen where the entire wormhole all of a sudden goes dark and you don't, you can't see anything and there's going to be a huge drop so you're going to be like shocked and screamed and it's going to take your picture right at that point all right so we'll yeah. see 10,000 meters exactly that would yeah. be great yeah that could actually be the way and um yeah so of course any any theme park is going to have a signature roller coaster and i think that it should be an enterprise roller coaster with a wormhole in it wow klingon maybe some klingon ships flying by you as uh as you're uh as you're going through the ride, but yeah, you're def definitely got to have the picture because that's the thing now, getting your little souvenir for rides. It really will be a long road getting from there to here. hey -o! I'm going to drive into this bridge. Oh, please do. <laughs> Just end my suffering. <laughs> so, uh, at, at Epcot, recently, or in years past, they've had Captain EO showing. Yes, And I back. would like to have a similar theatrical experience where we show generations in 3D. Because if we're going to show one shitty movie, we should show another one in the Star Trek game park. Cap, you know, every, I'm a Michael Jackson fan through and through. That thing sucks. <laughs> it is so bad. I cannot even tell you how bad it is, but it is so bad. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good idea. Having that, uh, And you can have like um, Starfleet themed food and drink. Uh, to take into the theater to watch Generations. All the people will be dressed up in Starfleet uniforms, like the ushers and yeah, the people yeah. that work there. Of course, that's the other thing. It has to be a fully immersive experience in the Star Trek park. So people wear uniforms. You can have Borg walking around. You'll have Klingons and Romulans and all the different aliens from the show. It, it, I want it to be similar to what's about to open in Disney, which is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where it's a fully immersive uh, land. There's a hotel that's going to be open there where everything is Star Wars related. Your room looks like a like Luke's room in, in, on Tatooine or something like that. They've got all this really cool stuff, and I want a Star Trek experience like that. I, I think that there needs to be some sort of kids or, or preteen area that is referred to as Starfleet Academy that maybe has some content or games or rides that are specified to that. Maybe like a training simulator ride. Start the, the strategic simulator? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean specifically one like, you know, a test flight for cadets, oh, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I think a, a virtual reality experience for adults like the Starfleet, the strategic operations simulator, yep. would be fantastic. Um, Kobayashi Maru, maybe. Oh, there's got to be a Kobayashi oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I would like to see some sort of, but it, I keep going back to Epcot because I think that's my favorite of the Disney parks. And what is it? The, uh, the Mission to Mars? Yes. That is a fantastic yep. experience. Mm -hmm. I would like to see something Star Trek related, although I'm not sure what that would look like. It could be. Well, here's a good one, and I'm sure Amy Nelson would appreciate this if she ever hears this. <laughs> you keep bringing up people who are I know, major. I know, yeah. but people will yeah. tell her about it, and then she'll join, and she'll be able to see it. If we could have some something we could throw in some kind of experience that we're familiar with, like you talked about Generations and the crappiness of the movie. We could have the entire G-Force feeling, like in Mission to Mars, of when Deanna crosses off. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's plenty wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> plenty wrong with that. Oh, driver's ed, Deanna. Driver's ed. So you're up. All right. Well, you talked about kids um, 
little kid area, and one of the things that they have at Epcot, um, and especially let's say, where is it? There's a whole section. It's not Mouse Gears. That's a store. It's Innovations, I think it's called. Is a whole educational area where they do different things to teach kids different things. Like there's a fire safety thing, and 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 how to how to deal with if you are caught in a hurricane type of thing. It's very educational stuff and they have examples and they show how things that can get ripped out of the ground at so many miles per hour, what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to hide. And so it sounds like a fun ride. It, it's, it's not a ride, it's, it's, a, it's a walkthrough thing and, and it, it, we've gone through it and it is actually kind of cool what they do and they get the kids involved and stuff too. I think that that would be kind of neat to have some kind of educational area for kids and of course Star Trek theme. That's going to take some more thinking as to what type of examples I would want to see in there. But I think it would be something that's good because as everybody needs to these days, there has to be some kind of politically correct educational crap that you have to throw in wherever you go. So we might as well throw that in there too. Wow. Okay. Infinite diversity, infinite combinations over here. That's awesome. You know, you go to, you go to an amusement park for amusement, not to have to go to school. Um, I learn things every day, Dan. Well, once you've learned everything, there's really not much else to do. Is there, <laughs> Dad? You knit. <laughs> um, much like, well, it, you know, over in uh, in Hollywood Studios, they have the uh, the Jedi Training Academy. Yes, I would love to see the Klingon Battle Academy. Very nice um, for any age. Yeah, where you can get dressed up and learn to be Klingon, and maybe even leave with your own souvenir. Batleth. Batleth, which of course won't be metal, but nah, why not? You know, or something Klingon-wise uh, to show your your warrior status. I think that's a fantastic idea. Uh, I think that would be fun. You know, it, it, who wouldn't love to dress up as a Klingon and, and yell and scream and, and, and shut up? <laughs> Here's one. Just thought of this one. This one. This is going to be a big section of the park. It's going to be big because I want there to be a full-sized life-sized Enterprise, Enterprise D, NX-01, any of the ships to walk through. Never happen. I, it will never happen, but it, I would like to see it. Maybe a Defiant, Defiant smaller. We could do that one. How about that? Shuttlecraft? Well, I think that they do it under the guise of uh, the Starfleet uh, Fleet Museum. Uh -huh. That it kind of got referred to a little bit at, uh, in Relics. Relics, yeah. And maybe have the various set recreations. Okay. You know, like the various bridges in what are holodecks. Uh, there you go. Not really holodecks, but, you know, the simulation would make you think that when the doors open, that recreation had just been started. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that, because that way you could work in whatever you wanted to. You could do the original Enterprise Bridge, the new Enterprise Bridge, uh, the D, the, the Defiant, Deep Space Nine Ops, or the Promenade D. That's very cool. That would be the restaurant section, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the promenade from the Las Vegas Hilton. That yes. Was fun. That I, was very cool. That was so great. Yeah. yeah. I got my my steaming bowl of something. I don't know what it was. Uh, yeah, you're a steaming bowl of something. <laughs> what was that drink called with the smoke coming out of the it? The Warp Corp Warp Corp Breach. Yeah, I had one of those. That was good. Um, Better than the Borg Sphere. I did not have the Borg Sphere. It was not great. Okay. Um, the, the newest thing that's going to be at Disney between uh, Hollywood Studios, the new resort that they're opening, and actually to Epcot is going to be kind of like a gondola ride or a gondola, depending on if you're from Europe, as my nephew reminded me. Um, that 
you can get on at the resort and it's like one of those sky rides that'll take you to one of the parks. So I'd like to have something like that in the Star Trek park um, that gives you a full view of the park and each one looks like a shuttlecraft. See, I was thinking that there would be something like that, but it would be a monorail and they would be uh, painted and designed like the transport Kirk arrives in and Star Trek motion picture. Or Cornwell's decked out striped shuttlecraft. <laughs> the racing stripes. Racing yeah, stripes. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, there's there's so many there's so many possibilities uh, in what what we could see in this. Now, of course, we've talked a lot about oh well, Disney has this. Thing. That's the one that I'm building off of and that you built off of because that's they're kind of the much, standard. It, they are the standard. They're the one that everybody wants to emulate. So. Universal is great, and they go for more thrill rides. Yes, but I don't think that a Star Trek theme park would be about thrill rides. There would be some. Just a couple, yep. But yeah, Disney has never really made it stock and trade scaring the hell out of people. It's more the experience, I think, that I'm, I'm looking for in the Star Trek park. Yeah. Um, what it's like to be immersed in that in that land, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you could have, as you're walking around off in the distance, they'd have this mosaic or, or I forget what it's called when they're fake buildings that are like this uh, car, uh, just wooden but you'd have it in the long distance you'd have this the Golden Gate Bridge all uh, 23rd century looking like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and Starfleet Academy you could have the flag and you know have like an animatronic movie walking around yelling at you for stepping on the grass and stuff like that just cool things now I know you don't necessarily like the educational stuff but I, I do think that would be an important part of a Star Trek theme park I think it would have to have that piece. And I think that would be the Vulcan Science Academy at the theme park. Okay. You know, where you could learn about some wonderful, you know, astronomical and scientific discoveries. Or, or maybe you get to look at things, you know, from from actual spacewalks yeah. or the moon. Or, you know, maybe do it in conjunction with NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Very nice. I think that would be kind of fantastic. And plus it would introduce sort of a, a, a STEM program for... Nice. For an amusement park, which I think would be, for Star Trek, would be an important element. Tim Robertson, you want to get on that, please? He will actually will. I, I know that. That's yeah. why I said it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things they have that's new at Hollywood Studios is what used to be the animation area where they actually, you could go yep. in and look at animation and you could actually have a class and draw something. I, I drew Pluto once. Um, is It's all Star Wars now. And you can go in and they have props. So you could have a place where you have props from the movies. And you can, you go in and, and in different areas, you can actually take photos for PhotoPass with characters from Star Wars. They had Chewbacca in one area and they had uh, Kylo Ren uh, in another, which I might even have Kylo Ren. But um, you could have different characters from Star Trek to take pictures with. Like you could have the Borg Queen. Or, well, you know why they had Kylo Ren? Because in every theme park, there's that emo kid that wants to throw a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, so that would be something that would kind of need. I mean, you have all kinds. I mean, I don't want to, you know, it would be great to have, you know, like a Kirk or a Spock, but you can't have William Shatner or Leonard Nimoy. Well, but you, you have to go, like, with Star Trek, the experience that they help you. You'd have to have a Vulcan. Yes. You'd have to have an Andorian. Yes. You'd have to have Klingons. You know, you'd, you'd have to have various alien species represented. There should be a Gorn walking around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't choke. Or no, do choke, please. Wow, see. Um, but I think you'd have to have those types of character experiences. You could have Kelpians walking around, like Saru. I think that would be fantastic. With or without ganglia. 
that would be one of the meals that you could get in the restaurant at the promenade. <laughs> People listening to the audio can't see this right now, but I am horrified. <laughs> yummy! <laughs> I like that idea. That's yummy. No! Gah! Yeah, you could have like, you know, it wouldn't be really alive, but people who order gawk would know that the plate has like a little motor in the bottom of it, and it would make the gawk move. <laughs> and honestly, so going back to Disney, one of the big components is always a fireworks display. Oh, yes. There would have to be the kick-assest of fireworks displays, and you could call it every night the Voyager Homecoming Celebration. Yep, that's what I was just going to say. Good and job, shoot it man. off over... Yep. The equivalent of, you know, a replica of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And you could maybe even have a holographic voyage yep. fly through the, the oh, fireworks. The way that they use imagery and, and holographic technology on Magic Kingdom now is amazing. So you can yeah. definitely do something like that. So I think you could do something like that. I think that would be fantastic. But it would be a fireworks display, you know, that, that rivaled something at, at Magic Kingdom Reptile. Right? I think that would be fantastic. I think that would be very cool. See, we got all kinds of great ideas. I'm going to go to the patent office tomorrow. Don't think you can patent any of this. Um, Alec Peters. <laughs> oh, Axinar ding! We could have an Axinar section and it'd just be an empty studio. <laughs> Wait, what's that part of Epcot that nobody uses? <laughs> Body wards. Yes! <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Oh, we are so catty. And we could have a we could have like a sign in front of the section for the Aries Warehouse replica yeah. that says we got big news coming and nothing ever no, changes on that sign. <laughs> the sign looks like it's falling apart, like something got to fall out, <laughs> like Tower of Terror. Oh my God, <laughs> that that's got to be one. You gotta have like a Tower of Terror ride. Would it be like a Borg assimilation ride? Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah, I like that. You gotta have that. You gotta have that gravity drop. That's kind of the thing these days. It would almost have to be a like a 3D roller coaster, like Spider-Man at Universal. Yep. But you'd have to have it morph into that sort of massive drop component yes. that the Tower of Terror has. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that there's a couple of rides that have started to do that. You got like um, the technology to move tracks and, and do things like the uh, the Expedition Everest at, at Animal Kingdom. You're going forward and you, you stop. And the track actually changes position. You came in one way, it changes position, and you go out that way for a drop. Oh, wow. You could actually have something like that, I'm sure. So that Tower of Terror does that. You're in a moving van, a moving car that goes horizontally. Then it gets into this chamber, and it changes and goes up. So I'm sure you can do something like that. No, instead of, depending on what what name you knew it by when you went, whether it was Pleasure Island or Downtown Disney or now Disney Springs, you could have Risa. Excellent. You know, and that would be the equivalent of... You can buy your Shimano rod. Uh, or your Horgon, rather. So oh. Whoa, hey. well, I think that's illegal in all 50 states, except for some select counties in Nevada for that have fewer than 10,000 people. Okay. Horgon, then. Allegedly. Yeah. That's all right. Wow. Dan buying Shimano rod <laughs> on Trek games. No, this is... Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like it. I think Ryzen would be great. You're going to have like a, a beach club area, which I think would fit the theme. Yep. Maybe Neelix's beach club. <laughs> you could have somebody dressed up as Neelix with those hobbit feet and everything. Hobbit feet. Which I never understood. <laughs> I didn't get those things in shoes, honestly. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, I, someday I want to see Saru's feet just because you know, they're weird. You just want the Saru full body shot. You've already seen his chest. Yeah. You're like, okay. oh. You're like that, oh. Um, what else you got? I'm, I'm, that's pretty much it that I got. I mean, I, we got a, that's a pretty big park right now. Uh, uh, gargantuan. Where would you put it? I, I don't know. Uh, Hollis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd have to be someplace where it could be open for more than three months I'm, a year. I'm thinking that we would have to do some. I would love it if if somehow there was some kind of agreement with Disney to have it in that area. If not, then in the Orlando area. I think that, that it has to be somewhere. You know where all you know Orlando is known as like the the, the vacation spot for for parks and stuff like that. Okay. I think in that area would probably be uh, the best place for it. In my opinion. Okay. What uh, about you? I no, I can agree with that. I mean, I don't know how much more swampland is available to build amusement parks in Orlando. Uh, California came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a heavy number of amusement parks out there. Not uh, the same concentration that there is in the Orlando area, but... Um, I thought of something that we didn't talk about. What's there's got to be a water park section. Does there? Yeah. And what would that be themed after? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a water planet in Star Trek. Ferenginar? <laughs> that sounds like the <laughs> water park ever. You could hide... You know, you start in Quark's closet playing with little action figures. And yeah, then you get in the yeah. Just go through the swamp-infested areas and eat two grubs. Maybe that could be part of the whole rise of things. <laughs> I'm gonna punch you right <laughs> in the suck hole. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, send us your ideas about what you want to have in that park. I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe we can draw up some uh, some some fake park things and, and throw some little Star Trek stuff in there. That'd yeah. be kind of fun. We both haven't had with our work you know, during the day and and with various firewall rules at work, we haven't been able to Discord as much as yeah. we wanted to, but we're trying to be better about that, so we apologize. Yeah. But uh, if you have something, hit us on Discord. Um, that's your exclusive chat opportunity with us, and uh, and let us know. Also, if you wanna, if you if you have a particular topic that you wanna have us talk about, uh, hit us up on Discord, like Bill said, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can throw something in there because it's all about you guys. We love that uh, you support us, and uh, we like to be here and talk Star Trek with you guys. Thank you for all your support and all you do. We love you guys, and. Uh, We'll be bringing you more exclusive content soon, including the the sorry the quarterly supporters roundtable, which we'll get going uh, pretty shortly. So everybody, have a great day. Take it easy. Take people. care. Talk to you soon. Woo-hoo. Dan, of course, there's no way we can you know, end this podcast without thanking our friends, the band Five Year Mission. We are so grateful to them for every last music musical note that we hear in Trek Geeks and Discovering Trek. They just, they are so fantastic. They add such a wonderful quality to the podcast. Of course, you and I are big fans and we love their music to start with. So we want everyone to head out to their website, fiveyearmission.net. Download all their albums, become a huge fan because you and I just love their music and uh, we love sharing it with people via Trek Geeks. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a relationship that we love to have. They're all great. Oh, God, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five is coming soon. Spock's brain, Trouble with Tribbles. That's a lot of Star Trek music, and it's all good. I got to tell you, though, Bill, I've decided that this week I am not going to give our listeners a Star Trek Farkism. 
not doing it. You're not? No, I decided, you know, I'm just, I'm just too busy planning my trip to Disney. Thank goodness. So this is like a day I've asked for. I mean, I'm not big into prayer, you know, but I mean, if I were, I would have gotten down on my knees and prayed to a God I don't believe in. You for this day. Well, you're very welcome. You know, I just, I get too much to do. Uh, as we record, I'm leaving for Disney tomorrow. And as this episode drops, I will actually be in Disney. So I'm just too excited about my upcoming trip. I mean, can you blame me? I'm going to be at the happiest place on earth. I'm going to head over to Animal Kingdom, ride one of my favorite roller coasters, the x Dition Everest. And then I'm going to head over to Hollywood Studios for the fun adventures with C-3PO, fighting against the Empire and FARC tours. And well, of course, at Magic Kingdom, my favorite ride is the Haunted Mansion, and I will be riding that and enjoying it as I hear that sound I love so much. Welcome, Farkish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Just love it. It's going to be great, and I'm, I'm going to have a great time. But I'm going to miss you, buddy. That's all I have to say. So I don't have a Star Trek Farkism this week. Sorry. I f- hate you. <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, fiveyearmission.net, download all their albums. You, you just, you got me excited because there was no Farkism, but no, no, there's no Star Trek Farkism. Ah, there you, <laughs> go. you gotta listen to all the detail. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna remind you of that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Detail. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> fiveyearmission.net, please download all their albums and support the band. Uh, of course, don't forget that you can uh, you can support the Trek Geeks Network of Podcasts by subscribing to bonus content via Patreon, kind of like you heard today. Get access to exclusive content like our carpool conversations, not available anywhere else. See the first of our annual supporters pins from Fansets, and of course, get raw, unedited audio of all of our podcasts along with so many other perks, Dan. Absolutely. We want to take a moment here to thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. We are very grateful for their support, and they include Adam Sanders, Brandon Everidge, Heather Sohn, John Krikorian, Rick Tatro, Trey Womack, Shane Murray, Sean Lynn, Tim Robertson, Tim Serdar, Vikram Bhatt, Greg Rozier, and the beautiful and gracious Andy Fark. We also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. We are so grateful to them. They are Ken Tripp, Casey Shafsky, Charlie Mulvey, Chris Trebuzio, Craig Ewing, Eric Extreme, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Mike Bovia, Harry Michelson, Norman Lau, Patrick Escudero, Sean O'Halloran, Peter Craig, and the lovely and talented Scott Vashon. If you'd like to become a producer on the network or even get access to the raw audio for Trek Geeks episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks today, where subscription levels start as low as $1 a month. Bill? Dan, next week, we're going to be welcoming a wonderful guy and a good friend and a pretty damn good author to boot back to the network. Yeah, very excited about this. Uh, Bill and I are really looking forward to the discussion. Not only is he one of the funniest guys that you will see on Facebook and Twitter, he just happens to be, oh, you know, a New York Times bestselling author. We are thrilled to welcome back Dayton Ward to the podcast to talk about his new TNG novel, Available Light as well as discuss Trek novels in general. It should be a farktastic discussion, Bill, and I hope each and every one of you will join us here next week on Trek Geeks, the flagship of the Trek Geeks podcast network. Just go on vacation already. I just, I hate you so much. I just, I do. (laughs) Do we have to pay Fark every time we drop his name? Nope. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, you got a little excited about that. Careful, you're going to get another cease and desist. No. Of course, Dan, for more great Star Trek discussions, we want everyone to go check out the Tricorder Transmissions. They are our dear friends over there. Uh, they have so many great podcasts, something to appeal to just about everybody on the planet. If you're a Star Trek fan, Tricorder has something for you. You can find them at thetricordertransmissions.com. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Treks, yo, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 177 of the Trek Geeks podcast. Dan, bon voyage, live long, and prosper. Thanks, buddy. Coca Fark. I got another one in. I got five. Five. You're fired. <laughs> Maybe. Was it six? I don't know. <laughs> Counting was never your strong suit. Math, math is hard. Math is hard. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original series. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producer Bill Smith. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and discoveringtrek.com. Bing bong! Ooh, I like bing bong! There's a little Britney Spears in there. Oh, don't do that. That sounds so gross. <laughs> All right, buddy. It makes, it makes me want to hurl. <laughs> because I see you doing it, oh, and it's not Britney. It's like, I see. I see. Thank you. I see that ugly mug of yours. It is quite ugly. Look at that. I just got a head, head shave, so it's all balding and everything. Look at that. <clears throat> it's a, it was kind of balding before. Well, now it's really like, like galt bald. Oh, <laughs> you should make that a license plate. <laughs> Hashtag Galt Bald. <laughs> I like that. that. That may come into play at some point. Oh, uh, maybe. Um, yeah. So, dude, as we record this, we are 91 days out from Star Trek Las Vegas. Uh, you're about to go on vacation mm-hmm. to the uh, the Rat House. Uh, yes. In less than, uh, we will be there uh, 24 hours from now. Yes. 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 You, uh, you are, it's, it's interesting because whenever you get ready to go to Disney, um, to say you're like a kid at Christmas really just doesn't do it justice. It doesn't. You've been listening to Disney music for weeks. You've got <laughs> rotating Disney wallpaper of you know various park shots on your your desktop uh, or your uh, your laptop at work. Um, you are in full on Disney mode, and there is no dealing with you. It is the happiest place on earth for a reason. Um, we've been going down probably twice a year for the last 15 years it's just the place that we go and we always talk about oh let's go somewhere different this year because we always go with a group of us like it's my sister and brother-in-law and parents and if the kids aren't in school or working they'll come down but we're always like oh let's try something else next year and so we're like okay yeah great Woo, we'll look at all the different places to go and then we end up all going to disney <laughs> <laughs> now have you ever gone to any of the other non-theme park disney resorts no not yet no so it's just it's yeah. always in always florida yeah, we yeah. Uh, Sue and I went to Disneyland. We didn't actually go in the park when we went to see Dancing with the Stars a few years back. Um, we had a we stayed at one of the resorts there because we had the points, um, and we went to Downtown Disney, but we didn't yeah. go in the park. Um, gotcha. She went the year before when she went to Dancing with the Stars with a, with her friend, um, but we didn't go. It's always been Disney World. We want to go to Hilton Head at some point, and we really want to go to Alani in Hawaii someday. Um, yeah, but it's always been. Uh, uh, D uh, W D W. 
I love the sound effects that come on that punctuate your sentences. <laughs> they just make me laugh like Benicia. <laughs> <laughs> or the infamous, and I've been hearing this one for almost 25 years. You gotta do it the high and low. That's when it's the best. Well, actually, usually I do it the high and you do the low. That's pretty funny. We'll just pass in the hallway. Great. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did just leave you hanging. That was a jerk move. That's, that's okay. I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm used to it. Wow. <laughs> I get, I'm glad you're going on vacation. Get out of town. You're going to miss me so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm really going to miss you. <laughs> As it is, when I edit this audio, I'm going to have to hear your voice and you're not, and you're going to be in Florida. I'm going to be like, he still tasks me. And, and you shall, and I shall have you. So, you know what? One thing that's happening in Disney, which I'm very excited about, just found out about this. And any of you aviation buffs listening, it's pretty cool. This coming Thursday, as we record, so May 2nd, I think is the date, the Blue Angels are going to fly over Spaceship Earth at Epcot. And I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be pretty awesome in the morning. I, I am jealous of that. That should be pretty amazing. Yeah. I will I will record it if I can, and I will record it landscape. Thank you. Yeah, don't do portrait. <laughs> people, who, people who record portrait videos of things that should be landscape just make the internet sad. Yes, it makes you sad. Uh, I'm no, I mean the internet's in general. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I don't like making you sad, but so. you love making me sad. Shut up. You make me sad. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Are you ready to do this jerk? Uh, yeah. You got, come on. You got one more of these to do before you well, go. I was, was kind of, I was a little sad that you just called me jerk. We're not going to be talking for a week and, and you end with jerk. So, okay. We're going to talk for the next hour. Yeah, but it's not going to be talking to each other. It's going to be talking for the people that are taking the time out of their busy schedule to download us and, and be cool people, unlike you, because you're a big jerk. <laughs> so I said jerk, too. Let's go. This week's episode of... <laughs> Sorry. A little carryover from last week. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you.